When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Where are we with Brexit? Here's a question that'll brighten up your grey and blustery day. Let me speak to Deirdre Heenan, a political commentator, um, commentator morning, on many different issues. Good morning, Deirdre. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Frank. How are you? I am very, very well in, indeed. I, I must say Brexit is beginning to frazzle me a little bit. Where do you well, see... Is, I, how, <laughs> I don't think I'm alone in this. How do you see the countdown now? Is it beginning to bounce in a bizarre way back in favour of Theresa May? Well, it is in a way, I suppose, Brexit for most people and many people listening is beginning to be the never-ending story. So according to the clock, we have 14 days until we're due to leave. That seems increasingly unlikely. Uh, We still really have no idea when we will leave, how we will leave, and on what basis. So you'll know that yesterday the House of Commons backed a motion for delay, and Mrs May has said that she's coming back with her deal next week, either Tuesday or Wednesday, for another meaningful vote. So I think she's hoping it's third time lucky. But for her, she is still putting all her faith in her deal, and I think she's trying all sorts of moves to try to get the Brexiteers, the ERG, to support her deal. She will go to Brussels and she will ask for an extension. There is no guarantee that she will get an extension. What will the EU want for that extension? And I think if you were in Brussels, you'd be saying, an extension for what exactly? Are we going to be in the same position in three months, six months' time? So she has got to say what she's going to do. And I think for the EU's perspective, she's got to be able to say, I'm going to come back here with a deal and we can move forward to the next part of the process. So really, she will come back perhaps next week and say, well, look, we're going to have an extension for those people who desperately want to Brexit. If you don't support my deal, it is actually increasingly likely if you don't support my deal, there is a possibility that there will be no Brexit. We could have a long extension. There may be a general election. We could have a Labour Party. We could have a change of policy. We could have a second referendum. So I think her policy at the moment is to try and spook those people into accepting her deal, basically saying it's my deal or no deal. Um, And we also know that even in the unlikely event at the moment that people decide that they will vote for her deal, we will still need a short extension because we simply don't have the time to put the legislation through before the end of the month. But I think, again, she is trying, she will be talking, I'm sure, to the DUP, to the ERG, to try and convince them that this deal is the best that's on offer. So that's where we are at the moment, I think. Ben Laurie, who is the deputy editor with the newsletter, is with us as well. Uh, Ben, 
we haven't heard the three letters mentioned as yet, I don't think, from Derry, D-U-P. Can she get the D-U-P on board without the D-U-P having to eat some form of humble pie? Ah, uh, good question. Um, they're very good at, at not eating humble pie, even when they are making it look like they're not eating humble pie. And they've managed to turn around the fact that their position has changed quite considerably by saying it hasn't changed at all. Um, there's no question that massive pressure is being put on the DUP. And there's no question that unionism in Northern Ireland is in a very bad place, um, if we're candid about this. Even in the day since I've talked to you what has happened, Michael Gove, um, of all people, a Scot, a unionist, opposed to the Belfast Agreement, a supporter of Brexit, unlike Theresa May, really making clear that they will um, uh, consult with Ireland um, before bringing in direct rule. In other words, if they bring in direct rule, it will be a form of direct rule that is palatable to Ireland if we're heading towards no deal. Then there was Dan Hannan, I mentioned him on my last talk, who implied in an article that the DUP was mercenary uh, when it came to money. He was too polite to put it in those ways, and he said surely they couldn't support this. And then we have Jacob Rees-Mogg ostensibly being friendly to the DUP, saying, well, I'm not going to oppose the the backstop if the DUP does. Why would I be more unionist than the DUP? But what that, I think, is actually doing is saying, well, if this is the way that we get Brexit over the line, and at a later date from Mikhail Barnier's comments, uh, Britain has to break free, Great Britain breaks free from a close customs union arrangement and Northern Ireland is left behind, that will be the place. So the EU tactic of isolating Northern Ireland now that we get no to, close to no deal is, has, has worked. And the DUP is saying things like Gregory Campbell, I heard yesterday on a radio program, saying that um, they uh, wouldn't support this deal. Uh, Arlene Foster is saying, you know, get to the whites of the eyes and the final deal is being made. Well, I'm, I really am not sure what they're talking about because there's no other deal here. Uh, there just isn't. The EU, EU couldn't be clearer. And if we get into a situation where the Attorney General turns around and says that he has changed his legal assessment from earlier in this week that, you, that there might not be an ability to get out of this without the EU having offered any more and they're not going to offer any more, um, it would be, to finally come back to your question, eating of humble pie, it would be a humiliating eating of humble pie for the DUP to accept that. And Deirdre Heenan, yeah, do, do, do you think that the DUP can be bought in, in some way, maybe a lot of money coming this way, or a, a seat on some sort of Brexit committee or something? Well, I think to go back to Ben's point, it is important to say that in terms of blaming the EU and saying that the EU is isolating Northern Ireland, the EU have been remarkably straight about this from the start. They have been open, and when they agreed the deal, they said, that's it. We're not going back to discuss the withdrawal agreement. We're not going back to discuss alternative arrangements. We're not going back to discuss the backstop. And they did not. They have been clear. They have been shown remarkable solidarity for 27 countries. I think the question that you're actually asking is, can the DUP back a deal that they have rejected twice? Can the DUP back a deal that they said was unpalatable to them when it hasn't changed at all. Now, no matter what way you spin it, the Attorney General has provided legal advice. He's now saying he's going to go back and look at that legal advice. But that is extraordinarily flimsy. 
Will that provide a ladder to allow the DUP to step down from their position? I really don't think so, and I can't see how they could, because nothing has changed. Nothing within that deal has changed. That deal that they said would be utterly unacceptable to them. I think the reality is the paper that came out last week about tariffs made it very clear that Northern Ireland would be disadvantaged, Northern Ireland would be treated differently. And the reality is, no matter what way you spin it, Northern Ireland is already constitutionally different from the rest of GB, or from GB, the rest of the United Kingdom. In the Good Friday Agreement, the people of Northern Ireland have the right to self-determination, they have the right to a border poll, people in Leeds don't have that right, people in Manchester don't have that right, we are already constitutionally different in an international treaty. So what the DUP have been saying has never made sense and now crunch time is coming. And what's the reaction finally, Ben, from your readership in relation to the crunch that Deirdre Heenan's talking about? Well, I think that the reaction across the UK is the same, is that there's a lot of confusion about this because it's very complex and we don't, we don't all have the same interpretations on it. I mean, I must say that, I, in a way, I'm not being critical of the EU. I think what's happening is terrible from a unionist perspective. I think the EU has negotiated really very well and very cleverly and ruthlessly. And they haven't con- had to conduct their negotiations in the open. We don't know what they're really thinking. They're reading British papers, and they know the vulnerabilities of the UK. And all I'm saying is that the vulnerabilities of the UK have worked against unionism to quite a dramatic extent, and I had forgotten to mention the other piece of pressure, which Deirdre Heenan did, which of course is the tariff thing, and that was all about putting further pressure on the DUP too. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out over the next few days between now and next Tuesday or Wednesday. No doubt it'll be spoken about every day between now and then. Uh, ben and Deirdre, thank you very, very much for your time this morning. Uh, Brexit, the debate that simply never goes away. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.